Welcome back to the Con Expo Con Egg Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor White. Today, we have someone that we wanted to make sure that we had on the show, someone who plays a huge role in making sure that the construction uh, news surrounding the industry and especially shows like Con Expo. You may know him as the Digger Man blog on Instagram with over 100,000 followers, Nick Drew. Nick, I'm so happy to have you here, man. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no, no, no problem. I wanted to talk to you and get you on here today because... I remember the first time that I found out about you, um, it was actually vice versa. You wrote uh, an article about uh, my now wife um, <laughs> operating a uh, an excavator and you kind of captivated how it was kind of unique, like getting women in construction and getting you know a beginner kind of in that. And I thought that that was um, super neat. So I wanted to get you on here to kind of talk about what you have going on, uh, what you've done, and you just you've done so much in the industry over the years that I've been, I've been watching you at least. So I think that you kind of have a, a lot to share. And I feel like starting with a bit of your backstory would be kind of interesting. So so how long have you been in the construction industry? Cause I know that you used to have your own, your own gig, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, all this in the construction plant machinery world, it started way back in the sort of mid 1970s. Uh, my dad was a, a backhoe operator, you know, backhoe loader operator, mainly JCBs in the UK here. And uh, I used to go to work with him as a kid, sit on his lap and, you know, the, the score, you pick the levers up and you're having to play during the break times. And uh, yeah, it just continued from there, really. So, uh, yeah, as soon as I was old enough to, to go to work on my own, my dad actually got me a job. And away I went. So yeah, onto the machines and yeah, yeah. I, I relate to that. I mean, for sure. Of course, Definitely yeah. Definitely, kind yeah. of uh, you know, sitting on the lap and and kind of finding your. Is that like I guess you kind of like found your love for the industry um, back then, right? Like kind of like this is this is what I like. Yeah, this is what I wanted to do, and there was never any doubt what I was going to do when I left school. You know, it was it was in my mind right from the word go, really. So that's awesome. So I saw on your Instagram it says that you are a plant owner and operator is that current yeah not currently no i did have a go at that in the past um yeah i had my own machines for for a little while unfortunately a, a dodgy customer didn't pay me and uh, that was the end of that so <laughs> brutal yeah but it's 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 uh it's something that happens in life unfortunately and uh yeah it was just one of those things and uh i just moved on yeah you get on with life and uh yeah it's um I got back in the game straight away, virtually just driving for someone else and carried on like that. So, so what kind of stuff were you doing when when you had uh, your plant going? There? Like, what what kind of work did you do? And when you say plant, I guess that might be a language barrier for us over here. So, what what does that mean? A plant in this country is plant machinery, is heavy equipment, basically. You know, cool. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, for some reason we've always called it plant, heavy plant. Yeah, no, and I saw I I kind of figured, but I'm like maybe people listening might not might not know what that means. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, yeah. From the North American slant. Yeah, nice. And what kind of work were you mainly doing? Like obviously heavy machinery work, so excavation, like site preparations, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I I mainly I was involved in uh, stuff like um, housing sites, you know, housing developments and stuff like that. Some small civil engineering works uh, and and sort of local. You call it local authority works, I guess. We call it the council, you know. Um, so I, I used to do that kind of stuff. I was never into the real heavy muck shifting scene. That's a different world altogether. But uh, yeah, it was just regular day to day work, really. So 
Totally. And when you had that back then, what did you find now, I guess, versus then that you see? I mean, because you're still in the, in this industry and you still see it right on a day to day. Like, what do you see that's changed, I guess, kind of for the for for the good and, and maybe the bad in the industry? Well, obviously, you know, we're seeing a lot of technology now, aren't we? With all this, uh, the GPS and everything, that's uh, that's that's the way they go now. And the, and the big thing in this country as well, um, the take up of the tilt rotators. And I know you you've got some tilt rotators on board now, the rotor tilt, I believe, from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And that's a game game changing piece of kit. Just fantastic, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I've been to Sweden many times, and, and it's just like everywhere you go, there's people with tilt rotators. And uh, you know, in the UK, it was a bit of a slow burner. It took took people a long while to to get the the gist of it. But now that now they understand the benefits. Yeah, it's expensive, but you got to look at the bigger picture. And uh, I think that's what it that's what it does. It brings massive benefits. I agree totally. And and you know, it was funny because you touched on kind of what I was thinking when you were saying that is when you go to Sweden, they're everywhere, right? And I see a lot of it too, is, you know, people being like, oh, you know, welcome to the 21st century, North America, you're finally catching on, you know, <laughs> do, do you find that it like the adoption of the technology of a tilt rotator, making a machine, making an excavator where, hey, we can put different attachments on this, we can swivel the bucket 360, you know, you can put a broom on it, a grade beam, a, a roller, a packer, you know, like, do you find that like other places, like even the UK, we're slower to adopt that once like sweden and them kind of started using them uh really, yeah it's been it's been slow to get going here but uh you know now everyone's seen what they can do we're seeing more and more people get them on board and like you say it's you become a multifaceted piece of kit you can put all those different attachments on and it's just like the extension of your wrist isn't it the things you can do with them so yeah what i've found is key is having the right operator on it right because like absolutely that's crucial yeah i always tell my guys and i'm like you can just jam somebody on that and then you know that that you know very expensive piece of equipment it could be worth really nothing because it's not being used to its full potential but what's really key and really important is you know yeah getting the people that actually like first of all a really important thing is is wanting the knowledge to know how to make the thing work and like that's what excites me is when i hire an operator that is excited about learning new things about the rotator like like hey man like guys come watch this so i learned that if i'm loading the truck and i tilt this way or, or if i use the gray beam and i swivel the topsoil this way like it's it's important who you have actually running the machine versus just having the machine yeah absolutely you've got to have someone who's going to embrace that concept and uh has limitless imagination of the things they can do with it. So uh, that, that is that is key. And, and it's really cool. And, and I know on your page as well, too, like you highlight people that are so amazing on these tilt rotators that just blow me out of the water. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you almost I fall into a trance sometimes. It's like I've been watching tilt rotator videos for three hours now. What am I doing with my life? But man, yeah. <laughs> some people that some people, you know, guys and girls that, that run these machine is unbelievable. It, it's crazy what they can do. Yeah, yeah. Now, it often makes me laugh. You get on the social media, you get some guys saying, oh, it's just dumbing down the skills. But, you know, no way. It's taking the skills to yet another level. And like you say, the things these guys can do is just amazing. So Yeah, it's taking it to another level because you run an excavator and then you get an excavator and now you have six more buttons on your actual joysticks that you got to now control and remember what each one does. And it's it's a completely different like factor of running a machine. So yeah, no, totally. So the technology is is a big thing as well. But I know a, a big thing that a lot of people touch on right now, especially us and like 
what was it, I guess, back then when, when you were doing it, um, like running your own own plant, your own uh, business, machines, yeah. heavy machinery business with the laborers? Like, like, how was it finding people to work for you? Because right now, that's a really, that's a big, that's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very difficult. I mean, I'd never employed people on the ground. I was just doing the, the machinery hire, so to speak. But I still had to um, find operators, which was difficult way back then. You know, that was, when was that? Uh, about 1997 to 2001. And it was hard enough then. And now, everywhere I go, people say, we can't find operators. Uh, what are we going to do? And I just haven't got the answer. So somehow we got to, we got to, we got to embrace people getting younger people involved, getting them interested in the game and, you know, yeah, bring them on in. I agree totally. I think that's exactly what it is, is we need to show people that necessarily wouldn't want to be exposed or work in the construction blue collar industry, show them what it's like and and show them how it can be. But I think a part of that is also a lot of businesses and construction companies need to make it places that these young people want to come and work for, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to make it appealing to people because, you know, sadly, some people are just brainwashed with they've got to go to college, they've got to go to university, they've got to get all this degree, this degree and that. And they don't ever consider the construction industry. But I mean, the construction industry, as it was portrayed, has come a long way from what it used to be. So, you know, it is an attractive place to be. So we somehow we've got to convince these people that it is a great place to work. And then I think that's where guys like you come in too, though, and and highlighting that and and kind of showing people what it is like. I mean, and showing the different type of uh, you know machines and and attachments and technology and what's going on in the industry and the news. And I mean, that is you know what you do. And so I guess you kind of did highlight about like why you kind of kind of made that shift. You had a bit of a bad experience with with someone who kind of was like, "Where did your love for what you do now?" Because what you do now is. I think a kind of a niche in the market. I mean, you it's, you have people that are doing it, but when you, I think you, I kind of think like you're the, you know, the original of doing this, um, of, you know, freelance blogging and journalism in the construction industry. So like, how did you get into that? Oh, well, you're quite right there because there, at the time there wasn't anyone else doing it. And, uh, how it came about was, uh, I think it was 2008. I was posting on forums for uh, people with an interest in the heavy machinery. And a guy who I owe a lot to called Will Mann, he, uh, he was working for a magazine in London at the time called Contract Journal. And he was watching what I was doing on this forum. And he just messaged me out the blue, really strange, and said, oh, we love what you're doing. We're thinking of setting up a blog. We're going to call it the Digger blog. And uh, he said, we thought you'd be ideal for it. And I just thought he was uh, having a wind-up to start with. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Pulling your leg. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I thought, this guy's not serious. But he was serious. He came all the way down to the West Country here in England, where I live, from from up London Way, and met me in a pub for lunch. And we had a chat about it. And uh, the next thing, I was practicing how to, how to do all this stuff, um, you know, posting on, on the blog. And put inserting the pictures and all that kind of stuff, which is all new to me. And I had a month of learning how to do that. And then I was away, never looked back really. And then uh, we had a recession here in the UK in about just tail end of 2009. And uh, they decided, the business behind it decided to get out of construction because they weren't getting the advertising revenue. But I'd, in the meantime, I've been talking to a, um, another website called the Construction Index. And they said, come and join us. So I joined them. So I was with them for a while, and then uh, I, I happened to be in Turin with a New Holland Construction, 
product launch and uh, the editor of Earth Movers magazine, which is a magazine I've been reading since 2004 when it first came out. I've still got every copy. <laughs> he sort of came up to me and said, hey, Nick, you know, there's always a place for your Earth Movers if you're interested. And that was another one of these mind-blowing moments. I thought, this is not happening. <laughs> but uh, I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a go. So I joined him. I was still driving machines, and I was doing that as a sideline. And then uh, we got to about 2015, and it was getting awkward to combine the two jobs. You know, you were having to go in to run a machine. Although I was self-employed, you'd have to say, I need a couple of days off next week to go to Munich or wherever I was going. And uh, they'd look at you a bit funny and think, oh, we need somebody sat in that seat. And I thought that was the sort of thing I thought, I've got to get out and do one or the other. And I thought, I'm enjoying this much more. I'm going to do this. So uh, I've been doing this ever since. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was all a bed of roses. It was a struggle to start with because I dropped a wage from driving machines. And you can earn decent money driving machines these days, as we know. But, uh, yeah, it's built and built as I've gone along. And, uh, yeah, it's all going great now. So fantastic. And I just absolutely love it. Every day I get up, I love it because it's a different, something different. I'm going to see somebody different or someone's machine, something new, something I still get the buzz because I can get on the machines and try them out, do a test drive. So, yeah, it's just it's the best job in the world. Love it. We, uh, we need more of that. We need more of people, you know, highlighting that they actually, like, they wake up, they love what they do. I mean, right? Like- yeah, yeah. I always, I always say that to people as well. And, and it's nice. It's refreshing to hear that because making sure that when you wake up that you're doing something that you love, it's important. And like you said, you you took a pay cut that that start just to kind of like, you know, be like, this is, you know, truly what I love because you realized probably I'm going to assume that, you know, your happiness and your passion for something was worth more than a little bit of money. And it's, worked out for you because now this is what you do and everyone's watching you on social media and and everyone watches your blogs on uh, or looks at your blogs on earth movers magazine and so earth movers magazine are you is that like just you're working with them or you do freelance on your own i primarily work with earth movers obviously and they're 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 the host uh, on their website for the digger man blog yeah they seem great no oh, they're fantastic yeah fantastic company uh you know, and it's just a brilliant magazine. I love it. I can't say a bad word about it. It's just fantastic. Um, so yeah, but I do do you know a lot more freelance stuff now as well. I've been commissioned by various companies: it's JCB, Caterpillar, Hyundai, Takuchi. There's loads of them. But to do photography and do some video work and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's just going up and up and up all the time, which is fantastic. So and I amazing. The amazing thing is, I'm I'm. You know, now I'm 61 years old. I feel like a bit of a dinosaur. Wait, really? Gotta... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You look amazing, man. Jeez, good for you. I saw your old bike in. You're doing bike. Yeah. You're, you're getting fit, and I like it. Yeah. I'm skating again and uh, tr- tr- dabbling with going back playing hockey, but who knows? <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. No, it's exciting. And, like, yeah, like you were kind of just saying, some of these opportunities, sometimes it's, it kind of feels surreal. Like, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure you have amazing contacts with everybody now, but you know, like the first time that, you know, maybe someone from cat reaches out or you make that connection from cat or JCB and, and they're like, Hey, like we want to pay you to come here and do this and, and do that. Is it kind of like surreal? Do you ever sit back sometimes? And it's like, dang, like I created this life for myself. That's like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm constantly pinching myself. Is this really happening? And, uh, but yeah, just embrace it and go with it. So and like you were saying, you're you're headed to to Finland tomorrow. Yeah, Finland. No, I go to Finland on uh, Monday. Nice. I'm out there for a week. Uh, it's a place that 
is very dear to my heart. I, I really love the place. I've been quite a few times now. I've got some good friends out there. I'll put a shout out here for Ollie Pavio, who is who works for the Connie Porsi magazine. Shout out Ollie. Yeah, it's um just a great guy. We've become great friends. He's been doing this well, journalism for over twenty five years in in Finland, and uh, we've worked together a long time now. He kind of picked up on me in the early days of the blog and was sharing some of my material. And we've gone on to work together and um, just become great friends. I, I go out there, cover some shows and stuff, and uh, you know we always find some uh, job reports for me to go and see that I can bring back and do a story for the magazine. It's just fantastic. Nice. And and what do you see as right now? Like, what are some of the main stuff that these companies are wanting you to highlight? Or maybe I know that you get to you know select what you want to highlight as well, but. What do you see kind of right now that is uh, really important? Like, is it people talking about um, labor shortage? Are you mainly just highlighting like, hey, we got this new piece of machinery that's coming out? Like, like what what are you really highlighting? What are you doing your blogs on? And or what do you? And then I guess what do you like prefer? What's your like your favorite thing to to blog about and to showcase online? Yeah, well, you know, the blog by its nature is is a, is a host of various topics. I don't try to focus on anything special in particular you know i like to keep it varied keep it interesting you know a lot of people still love the old kit so i I, i'm always doing stuff about the old classic kit even today i posted a blog there um talking about a poke lane excavator from the from 1983 this friend of mine has actually restored and uh yeah so and people people love all that stuff you know in old photos old videos and i love seeing that stuff yeah i love it yeah i remember you uh you you done one uh, video with the Atlas. Atlas, yeah, 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 and, and I think I blogged on blogged on that one at the time, didn't I? Because yeah, that yeah. things like that, I, do they just jump out at me, and I think yeah, that's fantastic. I've got to share that, so because I know I know people love it. Yeah, your process behind like finding what to blog about and stuff like that—that's what I mean. Like that's what I find interesting. Um, is like what kind of like how you go about it's 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 a full on job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, trying to find stuff for every day of the week, you know, or working week. It's like, oh my god, you know, how can I keep coming up with stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have quite the brain because it's like kind of even related to like YouTube content or something. It's like, okay, like you know, you you do so much effort into producing that one piece of content or that blog, you know, and that write up, and then immediately after you're done, you get the sense of what's next. Yeah, it's a, a relentless task. It really is. But uh, yeah, as we've said, fortunately, I love it. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about maybe your time at the uh, so Con Expo 2020 was your first Con Expo. Yes. And uh, I remember seeing tons of your content and, and one piece that actually sticks out from my brain, like whenever I think of you and I think Con Expo is this really cool looking dozer with like this crazy field of view. Like, I don't know. It was like, what was the, it? was, I don't know. It started with a D maybe or Dresser. Dresser. Yes. TD 16N. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great memory. But yeah, whenever I think that. So it was your first one. What kind of drew you out there and what did you like about it and kind of your experience with it maybe? Well, um, I went to the, the Con Expo and I was actually invited out by uh, the Lugong group, who obviously are the owners of Dresser and uh, they wanted, they wanted, to give the uh, the new dozer some high profile coverage, so uh, that's crazy because it I was asked to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. I didn't even know that. We didn't. Even, we yeah. didn't talk about that pre-hand. That's crazy. Yeah, that's literally what I remember. Was this? I remember showing my my father. Actually, I'm like, God, look at this dozer. Like that thing is crazy looking. 
it was really cool and you highlighted all the features about it yeah it's fantastic yeah yeah and uh it was designed uh by a guy in the uk good gary major in partnership with his with a colleague of his ed wagner uh, an american guy and yeah they, they've just uh rewritten the rule book really on that one with in terms of visibility it's just mind-blowing so we're still waiting for the finished product to come through it's uh it's 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 happening we've we've heard so uh, well things take time yeah absolutely they've got to get these things right and uh yeah I, you know I've, I've been fortunate enough to see it up close as well so um yeah we're just waiting waiting for that to come out <laughs> yeah it was nice to see you highlight that stuff and to see it at the show as well too you know coming all the way from uk and and uh it was really interesting to to kind of see somebody from you know over the sea and and over the ocean and, and come over here and and kind of see what we got going on because i know that you guys obviously have a lot of awesome large shows over there as well but kind of like highlighting con expo that was pretty neat for for us to see like what else did you like i know that you were there specifically with the company but did you get to walk around and like you know see like new technology or or the networking like what what really stands out for you at that the the con expo? yeah i mean yeah, I spent you know quite a few days there, probably nearly a week really, and I did get to go get to go around. Obviously, it got cut short because of the COVID, didn't it? But oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and we were panicking about getting back, but uh, we did make it. So. But yeah, I mean, oh, I was kind of took my breath away really. It's, it's the, the razzmatazz, you know. Nobody does that like the like the North American people. It's fantastic. So uh, yeah, I was buzzing all the way around there, and uh, I kind of. Yeah, overwhelm me a bit. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to coming back and 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 uh, immersing myself in it again. So uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, interesting people there and and machinery and technology, and it's a really good place for people to to showcase that. But also, I feel like just putting a face to people as well, and having somebody like yourself coming from so far to the show, it's pretty pretty incredible um so hopefully you know maybe a, a different business or somebody this year can get you out there to highlight some uh, some new crazy dozer yeah let's hope so uh, yeah <laughs> we'll be working on that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wanted to pop in here real quick and let everybody know that if you need to meet them they're gonna be there at the con expo con ag You'll meet industry leaders and friends, and you're also going to build new relationships in the community, and you'll find the equipment, services, and people within your construction field. Just so everybody knows, the registration is now open, and if you guys want to save 20%, use the promo code PODCAST20. Again, that is promo code PODCAST20. I will be there. Nick, he's definitely going to be there. I know it. I'm manifesting that. And... Uh, Lots of people are going to be there, and it's North America's largest construction trade show, and it's March 14th to the 18th, 2023, in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out conexpoconag.com to register for more info. So I want to talk more about the like industry as a whole, because obviously you see lots of it, and you know maybe kind of something that you see um, that you can dive down into a lot, which is... What kind of equipment are you seeing? Like, what are you seeing as far as these machinery? I mean, like the manufacturers, these brands, a cat, JCB, Case, and, and all these people. I'm probably naming a bunch of North American stuff. You're like, man, come on. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I feel like we're catering more to the operator now. And I feel like we're going more tech. What are you kind of seeing? And what are what are you seeing that of them wanting to highlight in the machinery? 
Yeah, obviously there's there's a hell of a lot of tech coming on these days in there. So um, they're all sort of going that way now with uh, not so much autonomous, but uh, the aid to uh, operating, you know, the machine control and all that. So uh, there's that. There's obviously a, quite a focus on electric stuff, which, um, yeah, I don't quite know where that's going to go in terms of the bigger equipment. I think it'll start with the smaller for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already seeing that here with uh, the smaller like mini excavators and stuff like that. As it has, it happens. I've recently had an opportunity to go and try the new case um, electric one, but unfortunately, I'm going to be away while that's <laughs> taking place. But uh, it's definitely the way it's going. And then, of course, in here we've got uh, JCB dabbling with the hydrogen machines. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to uh, pan out. Be interesting to see. Yeah, I saw some of that. You know, it's it's crazy how we're kind of everyone's kind of trying to get away from everything but diesel, you know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And yeah. and and fuel and kind of going to all these different alternatives. And yeah, I think it would be cool to finally see one of these actually make it mainstream and make it to the point where we can actually like use it day to day, all day, and it be, kind of becomes like secondhand nature. But I just feel like, like you're saying, like we're kind of, I think we're we're far away from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little way away, I think, for sure. So, um, But uh, it's going to be exciting to see who's who's brave enough to take that plunge. And here is our new all-singing-all-dancing new machine. So, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like a, it's a race, to the, uh, race to the finish line, I feel like, with a lot of these companies. I understand that, uh, you know, uh, the Balmer show is coming up in uh, Munich in October, and I'll be there for that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, some people are talking about alternatives appearing there but we shall see it's all a bit cloak and dagger at the moment no one's giving too much away <laughs> yeah you definitely hear a little bit of rumors and uh, of what's going on and, and whatnot but what kind of differences do you see from where you are to where i am like north america to uk um what kind of differences do you see as far as the construction industry as a whole um, is there anything that stands out to you as far as the maybe the way stuff are ran or maybe more specific as far as maybe you guys utilize an excavator in some places different that we would or different pieces of machinery? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we are quite different in the way we do things uh, as as different territories, I guess. I know you guys are quite big into your skid steer loaders, aren't you? Track skids, track compact loaders and stuff like that. Over here, although they are used, they're a bit more niche, you know, we don't see so many of them. Really? Yeah. Uh, they are about, but nowhere near in the numbers that you guys use them. I mean, yeah, we use track skid steers. Like every construction company has like two or three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't see that here. And it's it's quite interesting sometimes to go out and see them, you know, because uh, they're not everywhere like they are in North America. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I just don't think uh, we've embraced it. We've always um, just used like in traditionally the, the backhoe loader, but obviously that's not nowhere near as... The backhoe, you know, the wheel, you know, like the JCB, the free, the free CX, yeah, the backhoe, backhoe loader concept was always popular here, but obviously that's that's declined a bit in recent years. Even here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nowhere near as. Uh, I mean, when yeah, when my dad was operating, he drove them, and that was all he ever wanted to drive, and they were everywhere. But uh, yeah, times have changed. I think uh, the mini excavator concept has really taken over from that uh, field. Uh, we see a lot, of, a lot of them here for sure. Combined with a, uh, obviously, yeah, we're, we're big on our our site dumpers, you know, little little forward tipping dumper and things like that, uh, sort of up to ten ton. 
Yeah, I see those all the time, especially on uh, someone over there as well. Connor, the digger driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see his um, on his sites. Yeah, they use the the site dumpers. Like I've 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 honestly never seen those here. No, 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 no. It's amazing. Isn't it? We've always used them in this country, and, and every site's got normally got loads of them. So. <laughs> and and I guess so. The purpose of that is just moving material on site from point A to point B rather than versus, I guess, maybe carrying it with a skid steer or carrying it with something else. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it, it, yeah, in, in North America, you would, you would probably shift stuff like that with a skid steer or a small uh, wheel loader, which is very, very popular in North America. I know. Um, but yeah, here we've always had the, the site dumper and that's been our like thing for ferrying gear around chips, stones, you know, whatever topsoil. Yeah, that's what they're used for. And even even that has evolved a bit now because uh, traditionally they had no cabs on them. And now there's been a real push to get get them with full air-conditioned cabs and everything. And that's really? Become, that's becoming yeah more more common now. We're seeing more firms embrace that, which I think is a great thing, really, because, uh, you know, without a cab, the, the drivers were very vulnerable, even with a seatbelt on. That's, uh, yeah, and, and obviously out in all weathers, we get some pretty horrendous wet weather in the uk as, as i'm sure you're aware and uh yeah so it's uh it's better for the drivers being a, a fully enclosed cab so that's the big change in dumpers here yeah i think it's a big change even across the board with a lot of other stuff as well too like you know i remember my dad like you know at, we have how much snow do you get where you are we don't get much okay so we get tons of snow so snow <laughs> yeah of course yeah, here yeah, obviously yeah, you know canada yeah. we all live in igloos but at the snow dumps you know, I remember my dad used to say he used to run old, old like an old cat D8, D9 dozer in the middle of the winter, minus 40, open cab. And he used to wrap the motor with an insulated blanket and then throw the insulated blanket over his body. And he'd be like 2 a.m. in the morning crawling a, you know, 200 foot high snow, you know, pile, pushing up snow that dump trucks were pushing off. And yeah, it's like over time people are like mm, you know what maybe we should put cabs on these things <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah that's that's when it really hits home how how things have moved on isn't it that's uh they were hard hard men in those days <laughs> yeah well 100 percent. yeah but that's that's funny the differences in the machinery like i never yeah i guess the, the the site dumper really takes out from the loader or the 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 skid steer that we would use on site like doing water and sewer yeah, like you're using a loader or a backhoe in in the bucket of something to bring stuff back and forth on site, and over there you're you're doing something different. That is interesting. Hmm. Um, as far as brands and where you are versus here, I like talking about the differences because this is what I find interesting. You know, like you know, you saying like you don't skid steers and loaders aren't so prominent. Like that stuff's really interesting to me. So, what kind of brands are kind of popular there? As far as, you know, like Cat or Case or, you know, John Deere here, like what do you guys have over there that's very kind of like prominent? Yeah, well, I suppose in different regions, different machine brands are more popular than others. But uh, we've got all the usual candidates in, in this country. We, you know, Hitachi, we've got Cat, we've got uh, um, Hyundai, uh, Volvo, you, you name it, they're everywhere. Oh. And there are lots of hardcore JCB fans out there as well in the, in the UK. Um, so we see that. Um, but now we've we've also got the, the Chinese guys coming in, you know, with the Lugong. They've been very popular. I've done quite a bit of work with those, and as I mentioned earlier, they seem like pretty good machine. Yeah, you know, there's all, all the all the 
behind the tin is all the well-proven components and uh you know even on in the time in the time i've been working with lugong i've seen a vast change in the quality of the the end product as it comes through so uh, yeah they're all getting their act together and we've got sani sani as well they're doing some stuff here i see that too here lots lots more sani even at some shows and 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 on some job sites like driving around you'll kind of look and you'll be like oh crap like like that's a that's a sani or a hyundai too we see a hyundai's now yeah, and we're just imminently waiting on uh, um, XCMG to enter the UK market. So that's, that's, I mean, they're number three in the world of construction machinery equipment manufacturers. Who is that? XCMG, Chinese. Really? Yeah, number three in equipment manufacturers. Check them out. Because <laughs> they're coming. No way. So they're pretty, they're they're pretty big over in in like in in the Asian markets then. I believe so. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. I've never even heard of them. They're third behind Caterpillar and Komatsu at the moment in the in the league table of machinery construction equipment. Hmm. I wonder where they'd be priced because I mean that's a whole other different topic of this. The pricing of everything now has gone up like crazy, especially with inflation and and lead times on equipment too. Like it's insane. We're still waiting on on pieces from Cat that we bought last September, and I know that a lot of other people and even people listening to the podcast right now are dealing with the the same issue is like you can't first of all find the people but you can't get the machinery fast enough as well like a lot of people are waiting on a lot of pieces like you guys obviously are dealing with that the same thing that we are right yeah it's exactly the same and you know a lot of the lot of the you know should we say the more favored brands they, they're not not being able to supply so uh, people are actually going to, to the other brands you know yeah I, I think you're right i think that's what's happening yeah they need the kit and they need it now they can't wait so uh, that's what they're doing it's a good opportunity for these other brands that's what I, that's what I, yeah that's actually a really good point that's what i think too a lot of people are going okay well if cat can't get me this you know or john deere can't get me this well i'm gonna go to maybe i'm gonna try the sandy you know i think yeah I think that's why maybe in the past three years, you have seen seen more of that. That's a good point. I actually never thought about that. That's actually really important, right? I mean, people going, hey, if if I can't get what I want, I'll go somewhere else and get it. Because at the end of the day, everything behind the, like you said, behind the tin is all the same stuff. It's all kind of somewhat all made in the same place anyways, you know? I just feel like some brands maybe get a bad rap because of like, you know, a stereotype like, oh, that's, you know, made over here or that's made here. But at the end of the day, it's all kind of the same, but some brands have different things that, that others have, you know, like as far as, you know, maybe an LCD screen or a touch screen or, you know, air-cooled seats or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a certain element of uh, uh, brand snobbery. You know, some some guys are oh, not sitting in that. I want cat on the side or I want this on the side. And well, there you go. But that's the same with people buying cars. Isn't it? Just- yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the same thing brand loyalty and yeah i know a lot of business owners that are like that that are kind of just like we only buy this and that and a lot i get a lot of that rap too people saying like oh you only buy cat you only buy this well we own a john deere we own a komatsu i've owned lots of komatsus um we've tried john deere we used to own hitachi you you go with with whatever that you really like and for us it comes down to the service you know yeah 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 and 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 how how we can get parts if something's broken and or how we get treated um as a business and i think that that's really important as well but you're right that pe- people there's some people that are, are really brand loyal yeah 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 it's super yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny some people get really caught up in in that whole conversation of you know i like this versus that right yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah so when you had your business what kind of excavators did you have 
or backhoes? Well, 360 excavators was my main things. I had um, Hitachi, yeah, sort of 13 tonners. Uh, I did have one Hyundai for a bit. Uh, and on the minis, I had a uh, Komatsu. can't remember the number of it now, but it was a, like two 2.5 ton. And uh, then later on, I had uh, some Hitachi minis. And then most recently, I did have a Takuchi TB235 for a while. I've never got to run a Takuchi. Oh, you just try. Uh, you know what? Those are one of those brands that I'm starting to see more of here in Canada and around where I am. And yeah, they, they intrigue me. Are they a good machine? Yeah, I, I really rate them personally, you know, on a, from a personal perspective. I, I love them in terms of operation, just the smoothest things on, on the planet. They're lovely, great machines. Yeah, I see some guys online that are using them, and it's kind of interesting because it's not something that I see lots of, but I'm seeing more of, and I've just never had the opportunity to uh, to operate one. You know? Yeah, you got your guy there, Elite uh, Earth, Earth Elite Earthworks. Um, yeah, Elite Earthworks. Yeah, he's a big Takuchi fan, isn't he? So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, huge. He's been trying to get me to try Takuchi for two, <laughs> three years now. So are you guys dealing with the same stuff over there as far as um, like, you know, like you're hearing a lot of talk about like the price of fuel and, and is it crazy over there as well, too? Like, are you guys getting in like crazy price couch with fuel and oil and all that? Yeah, it's not great here. You know, I think it's just happening everywhere, isn't it? Um, you know, after everything that's gone on with the COVID and now we've got the Ukraine situation and uh, it's it's a bit of a bit of a toxic minefield at the moment. Uh, so we just can. Where, where do you think you're at? I mean, it's all personal opinion. I don't understand that. But where do you think we're at as far as, you know, where do we go through it? Because, I mean, the whole world just went through a massive, like, construction boom in the last three years, you know? Like, if the pandemic did one thing, I mean, maybe I'll just speak for North America, but if the pandemic did one thing, I mean, it just made construction go crazy. I mean, we saw it an insane last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It was still crazy busy here, and they're building like there's no tomorrow, and uh, yeah. So who knows? Do you see that now? Like, is it just as busy now? Yeah, it's just as busy, if, if not busier. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So, yeah, we're just hanging on and hoping that we can keep going and uh, ride the storm, as they say. So <laughs> And get inflation under control as well, too, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the governments have got to got to try and do something with this situation it's crazy yeah are they doing the same thing over there as here they're just kind of like trying to like raise interest rates and hopefully that kind of slows stuff down yeah that's what they're doing yeah did you guys have the same housing kind of market like explosion as well over there as as we did in north america like prices of homes just freaking skyrocketed and yeah 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 it's crazy it's it's like we're, we're kind of we're further away but we kind of have the Everyone's kind of been having the same thing going on, you know, like, I think you're going to look back. I always say this in meetings, like, we're going to look back on the time that we're in right now. And like, I mean, last year, somebody wanted some work done. You throw a number at them. Perfect. When can you start? You know, and I've never seen that. Even someone like my father that's been in the industry for over 40 years, you know, what he's 57 now. So he's been doing it his whole life, but he's like, Tay's like I've never seen a time like this you know like this is kind of it's wild like but it allowed us to grow in a way that we've never grown before which is really interesting and I feel like a lot of other companies as well got to act on that did you kind of see the same thing a lot of businesses 
take you know the opportunity of the growth of construction over the last couple of years and kind of act on that opportunity yeah definitely there's you know we've seen quite a lot of that going on here and uh, you know not not all of them have survived there's been some uh, casualties shall we say but uh, no it's been phenomenal and you your business you know is a prime example i've watched with great interest as you boomed and gone on and on and expanding and it's it's great to see you know and i'm i'm actually you know i'm delighted that i have covered you in in the past on the blog so that's all good isn't it? no I'll, i always remember that especially you covering covering i mean actually yeah because you did the 69 atlas and you did uh my wife on the komatsu um the write-up so that was yeah that was really awesome to see but um yeah and listen nick i mean i'm super pumped to have you on today and uh you know i want to thank you obviously for your time and i hope that we can see you at this year's con expo in march yeah let's hope so yeah and and i'm i just uh i think that people should definitely check out your stuff pay attention to you because i know that i do the same and i feel like you really always have your finger on the pulse of construction would it be fair to say that well yeah i like to think so i try my best anyway I think I well I think you do a little bit a little bit more than that but <laughs> Nick I uh yeah thank you for coming on man I really really appreciate it and uh we'll catch you in the future. Yeah thanks a lot thanks for having us on fantastic cheers. Just wanted to pop in here real quick and let everybody know that if you need to meet them they're going to be there at the Con Expo Con Ag You'll meet industry leaders and friends, and you're also going to build new relationships in the community, and you'll find the equipment, services, and people within your construction field. Just so everybody knows, the registration is now open, and if you guys want to save 20%, use the promo code PODCAST20. Again, that is promo code PODCAST20. I will be there. Nick, he's definitely going to be there. I know it. I'm manifesting that. And... Uh, Lots of people are going to be there, and it's North America's largest construction trade show, and it's March 14th to the 18th, 2023, in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out conexpoconag.com to register for more info.